You're listening to the iFanboy Pick the Week Podcast, episode 261, brought to you by InStock Trades and iFanboy listeners just like you. Fanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode number 261. My name is Ron Richards, and I'm here with Connor, Connor Kilpatrick. Hi, Ron R- Richards. And jo- Josh Flanagan. Hey, everyone. And we are all here together in Brooklyn and in New York and uh, recording the podcast in person. So that's always fun. I like to highlight that. Josh looks can't thrilled. See, can't see the scowl. It's a different right. dynamic. It's warm in here. It is. It's hot. I'm, I'm not saying it's hot. It's warm. It is okay. warm in here. Anyway, so we're from the website ifanboy.com, which is a website dedicated to the wonderful world of comics, where we read comics, and every week we read a stack of comics that come out, and then one of us picks the one that we think is the pick of the week and writes a review about it on ifanboy.com that you can go read, and then we can, and then we come here to this podcast to talk about it, along with the other various books and other interesting things that uh, happened this past week. Um, before we get into the show, a quick reminder and a warning. We're, this is a review show, so we're going to talk about what happens in the comics. So if you haven't read your books yet, if you're worried about spoilers, press pause, come back, listen later, or skip ahead. You can look at the handy show notes in the description or on the website to see when we talk about books. So if you don't want you know, X-Men number five ruined, you can skip ahead to it. That's a very um, detailed description. Yeah, there you go. That's what I do. This week, Connor had the pick, and uh, there you go. There you have it. I had like 25 books this week. It was a big book. Especially for you, it was a big week. It was a huge week. Yeah. But... I, I really thought, on the whole, it was a lot, a lot of good stuff to read, so I was pretty happy about it. And I didn't. Sometimes when you have that big week, you start to get to that middle slog, you're just like, oh. But I was flying through it, and I was having a good time, so that was, that was cool. My pick of the week was Batman Incorporated. Cool. So that was cool. Batman Incorporated, number <laughs> one, was my pick of the week. There was a bunch of big books. On, actually, there's a couple of contenders, but at the end of the day, um, sex, a lot of Batman. sexy, lot of fun time Batman went out. Yeah, a lot of Butts. Batman. Butts. Butts. Um, when Grant Morrison first came on Batman way back in 2006, I believe, when he first became the Batman writer, he promised a fun, sexy, international Batman. Yeah. And immediately went right into the Batman R.E.P. storyline and the Damien storyline. Took a long way to get there. And eventually he got there in 2010. And this is, a, this is the first real Batman Incorporated story in this new Batman Incorporated era of Batman, where Batman is globally franchising his brand as a crime-fighting army out into the world, and in this issue, he goes to Tokyo to train or meet and train the Tokyo version of Batman, and along the way brings Catwoman along with him, and they have sort of a sexy vibe, a flirty thing there. It's, it's a totally different kind of Bruce Wayne than you're used to. I mean, he's, he is taking her to hotels and letting her have champagne, and like, you, des- you deserve a nice hotel room because you had fun with the giant robot mouse. On the jet? And I love this. It's sort of like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, sort of like Nick and Nora. It's sort of this... Sort of this I hope Catwoman is, is a main fixture in this book because, A, it's great to have a foil, but, B, I like the vibe between them. I mean, I saw you guys both have it, so I'm surprised. Yeah, I... I, I you, you I, bought this? Well, after I, saw the, I saw what the pick was okay. before I was a source, so I bought it, and I, I don't care. I mean, this is the thing. I keep trying yeah. with the Batman stuff, and it just doesn't grab... I, don't, I, thought, I thought the art was all right. Yannick Paquette's good. I just... It was just a story, and I was like, it was well-written, it was well-good, but I just have no interest. Yeah, no, I, I can totally yeah. see that. What, yeah. uh, what, yeah. What's Yannick Paquette, Yannick Paquette from? What, what, I, what did he do? 
in the past. He did a Batman he Return did, of Bruce Wayne issue. He did Wolverine Weapon X with um, with Jason Aaron, the Insane yeah. Asylum one. Oh, yeah. I, He's I, been I, around. A lot of, not a lot, I said in my reviews, not a lot of stuff that I have read from him. So he's yeah, relatively new thinking. for me. Yeah, um, yeah, he did. He did Seven Soldiers Bulleteer with Grant, so he's worked with them before. Um, he did one issue of Return of Bruce Wayne. So I really liked this, and yeah. I didn't. I, I you know, I got to tell you, this kind of tone is not. I, I I thought I wasn't going to halfway through it, and then I started having fun with it because the fact is, like when it first starts, you're like, boy, he's really he's really doing up the naked lady butt. Like he's really going for it. You really it, hung up on the butt. It was sort of obvious. It's not. <laughs> it's not me. Yeah. But it's one of those things that. I get why he's doing it, and it, it, like sometimes it's done badly, and it's kind of sexy. It's a little—I hate to use the word cheesecake because it always becomes a thing—but it's a little like that. And it, and it, I really like the um, Catwoman costume, by the yeah. way. I like that they stuck with this design. Oh, it's great! It's um, a modern take on it. Or whatever. How about Batman's codpiece, by the way? Anyway, yeah. um, it's, it's I thought one of the things I thought was interesting about it was when I think of Batman Incorporated, he's going to be going around setting up all of the different things. They didn't do any of that in here. Like they like it was just like the beginning of one story. I was like, well, yeah. if this is the pace we're gonna take, it's, it's gonna be. A yeah, while. look at all those flags on the cover. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly. Yeah. Well, this is. I mean, this is from Corey Grant Morrison. We talked to him in San Diego. This is mm. his story. So I mean, he's gonna be. It's not like he's gonna set it all up this month and move on. It's yeah. This right. is the story of him doing that. So like all the Batman books came out this week, right? Or oh, there's a bunch. We're gonna yeah. talk about a couple of them, but. Yeah. Um, I also liked the ending. But did they that announce very... that did the, 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 the coming out that he that he, Bruce Wayne's been funny Batman happened yet? Yeah, that yeah. happened in the last issue, Batman and Robin. Okay, that's yeah. what I was just yeah, yeah. making sure. Yeah, so I wasn't sure if so people knew that yes. issue or not. Yeah. yeah. Um, I liked the end with the kind of William Dozer esque ending with the Will Catwoman survive? Yeah. Find out mm-hmm. next month and the big splash page. I, I thought that was a great nod. I mean, he, he's bringing back that sensibility that. There's all. There's been a little bit of that it, old Batman sixty sensibility throughout it, his run. It was a more fun Bruce Wayne. Yes. You know he was much like, and that's what they promised. That's what they said. And and after fifteen years of super grim, no fun guy. Yeah. You yeah. think I don't like fun? Yeah. Bruce Wayne, that guy. No fun. He really doesn't like fun. Uh, so that was kind of fun to see him loosen up, and you know, he's still serious. I, one of the things I really liked in this uh, was that uh, I'm not sure what the the thing was, but. They're, in the last scene, they're about to fight, and Batman's doing something, and a bunch of thugs come in, and he's and and Catwoman's fighting them, and he's like, "You got that?" Like he's not even he's worried like, about. You need help? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, yeah, but he's yeah. not even concerned because yeah, yeah. he knows that whatever it is, she can handle that. Yeah. 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 He's just totally confident in her. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it's a great dynamic. I, I, for me, I really love the tone. There's a lot of great Batman books. Batman: The Return, which we'll talk about later, was also really good. But for me, the tone of this was so mm-hmm. perfect in terms of. It's a breath of fresh air. It's what he promised. It's what I've been looking for. Mm-hmm. I like Grim and Gritty Batman as much as anybody, but I also like... I, I think it's time for me to loosen, loosen up a little bit. And mm-hmm. have, you know, Public, normal, operating Batman. Yeah, so yeah. Be, be a little bit you know, happier. And I, you know, those are not unusual. He, that was for many years he was mm-hmm. like that in the comics. It just so yeah. happens they were... I'm not so into Mighty Lord Deathman. Don't really care about that. That whole Japanese... He's from the uh, Batmanga. Oh, is he? Yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you get no. that? No. no. But the, the, the he's he's I think he first. And this and this then the heroes in, is, uh, were introduced and in, they were in fifty two or not fifty two and then Joe Casey yeah. did a yeah, mini series exactly. about yeah, them. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so it's tied into it. Yeah, I just, but the thing I, is, it's not all light and fun and sexy. I mean, the the, the, the Japanese Batman gets burned with you know acid and, and it's it's. Well, he was the candidate. I don't think he's going to make it. Well, no. I mean, it, it opens up. That's the guy who was the Mister Unknown character that he was going to go find was is burned by Lord Deathman. You, you don't want you. That's the that's a that's a hell of a last panel on that first page. Yeah. Where are my hands? <laughs> that's not good. Um, yeah, but uh, you wake up and your hands are gone. You know it's going downhill from there. It just seemed very rote to me and just very you know. Yeah. Well, I, I, would, I wouldn't yeah. have expected you. Yeah. To. I gave it a shot though. I tried. Yeah, I, I appreciate mean, it. You know. 
You know, at least like with Batman and Robin, quietly stuff kept, kept me with it. Sure. That's when I bailed, but like Paquette, while well, it's good, I just didn't. You know, it wasn't like. Oh, and we should mention the GH Williams cover. Which yeah, which is beautiful. I thought it was a great design. And also, I thought it was originally supposed to be the, the variant, but it was apparently not. Oh, nice. Um, Thunderbolts 150 was 96 pages. Insane. Well, that's the total page count, right? right. Okay, you know what? And Even so, yeah. worth the five bucks. Right, exactly. No, because the, the, the Jeff Parker, Kev Walker issue was, that was more than 22 pages. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was really oh, yeah. long. Yes, it totally was. This and, is a and, really important issue if you're a real Marvel canon follower, you know, like... Because the Captain America crossbones. I mean, like, yes, yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought that too. Is like, well, he got to do that here? What I realized in this is that the secret ingredient to all these great Steve issues, Rogers, that sorry. Steve Rogers, yes, has been Jeff Parker writes Steve Rogers and puts him in with all these. He does great. We need to get this guy. Yeah, we need to get this guy writing Steve Rogers more often. Which you know what? Maybe not. Maybe it's fine as it is. Yeah. Um. Interesting. Sort of. Sort of. Almost exactly the same thing as Avengers Prime. Yeah. Sort Thor, of. Thor. Iron yeah. Man. Steve, get Cap Steve, offer else, some weird thing. Except yeah. this is actually Captain. happening, and it's the, like, like I said, that Steve and Crossbones big deal, and also the the uh, development of this team, the yeah. stuff that happens, the Crossbones development. These are all real things that are going to matter going forward in the story. Um, the ghost thing, yep. really interesting. Every really fight had a bunch of times in this. I was like, wow, he's killing it. And then there's funny stuff. With that weird frog character, like yeah. they were like Mr. Frog, meet well, Thor, and I was like, well, they were in the weird man. I mean, like they were in the weird man thing. Nexus of Reality is kind of nowhere space. I mean, mm-hmm. that's where that's where they went. Yeah, and the frog, the frog guy, I thought was great. He reminded me of um, like the the Disney Brer, Mr. Toad's yeah, Wild Ride. Yeah, yeah, not Mr. Toad, but the Brer, you know, mm-hmm. like the you know the Splash Mountain characters. Um, but you know, it, like it starts off really dark, and Luke's gonna quit the Thunderbolts. All the crap with Shadowland was bad, and it was gonna end. And then you get this kind of adventure where they all kind of, you know, the three Avengers and the three Thunderbolts kind of all square off and fight. You know, Thor versus Juggernaut, and Iron Man versus Ghost, and uh, Steve Rogers versus Crossbones. And you get really great stories, great action, and then it all, and then it kind of rejuvenates the the title. I, and now you, you know, these three characters on the Thunderbolts have a bond now. Mm-hmm. And like that's the kind of thing that, that bothered me with this was that they're all kind of thrown together and they didn't really seem tied into one another. Now they do. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, and you got the, the the ending where you know like you're staying on even after you pull out the escape and 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 Luke just goes what escape Steve yeah and it's just like it was so elegant yeah. to tie up the whole like, as a one issue thing great issue and then you know at the same time like the the thing in the weird land is they all look in the water and they see they what it is really and Luke yeah. sees himself yeah. It's wonderful Great. character stuff. Really, I mean, these sort of going to another world and doing whatever you like. Yeah. It could be really lame, yeah. and and he made it work exactly with the way that these characters are going. Wonderful stuff. To me, the story is I like Declan Shalvey, <laughs> yeah, but Kev Walker. Kev Walker is great. No, yeah. The, I mean, if you if you're bouncing between Kev Walker and Declan no, Shalvey, then no, this is no solid. slouch. But yeah, for yeah. me, the Kevin Walker stuff is really fantastic. Yeah, and I think this is the first time I noticed he doesn't really do backgrounds, which is all right because. Yeah. To me, the character work is so fantastic. Yeah, totally. It, it's 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 kind of weird, but not a bad way. Like yeah. you, like Thor's face was weird the whole way yeah. through. Which again, I'm fine with the little scene where he walks through the women's prison. By the way, the best. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, <laughs> and it's um, to be extra Thor. And you have Thekth. And I had to say it out loud. I was yeah. like, "What is that?" Oh. <laughs> and then um and then if you've never had an opportunity to read the original Busiek. Bagley Thunderbolts, the one that we all fell in love with in 1997 or whenever it came out. It's a big they reprint it in the back, and that that's a great first issue. Yes, it so, is. Yeah, Masters of Evil. You know what's so funny though is open up to that first page. Oh, yeah, it was April 97. Open up to that first page of it and look at what the state of what Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America looked like at the time. 
And it's a bad time for Marvel. It was so a bad, bad time for Marvel. I wouldn't, I, mean, I wouldn't was, dwell. Not so much, not so much Cap, but Thor and Iron Man. It's like, whew. oh yeah, that horrible purple Thor costume. Yep, Look at that Iron and Man Bagley costume. and oh man, like this is Bagley was not nearly as good as he. If anybody wants to, to know what it was like in the nineties, you weren't reading comics and yeah. why it was such a dark time. Look at that. And this page. was, yeah. and, and this was a good version. Yeah, this, yeah, this, <laughs> this was this something that we raved about. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, now. Unbeknownst, or maybe a bad coincidence, very appropriate cover this week for <laughs> Superman <laughs> 705 with the... <laughs> I just make, looked at it. Making child abuse L- uh, little, worth reading. Little boy in the Superman shirt with a black eye, which Does is... Superman beat the shit out of a child abuser? Anal- because that's the only way that story needs to go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Analogous to all of us who are Superman fans. Um, <laughs> the It's hard to joke about this one because it's a child abuse story. Um, is that a Cassidy cover? Yeah. They all are. It's actually they not bad. Are. No, it's not a bad cover. Yeah. Superman. Well, I mean, aside, I mean, it's a bad cover, but it's we, not, didn't, yeah. we didn't used to say that about Cassidy covers. We right. used to go, "Wow, that's a yeah. Cassidy the cover." The thing that I can joke about is the um, I like the art a lot. Eddie Barrows is really good, and then it was also Wellington Diaz is good. But whoever this is, I think this is Diaz. He doesn't know how to draw somebody walking. Oh, looks that's a, that's unfortunate is for he this storyline. He... No, he's supposed to be walking. Oh, that's unfortunate. At first, I was like, "Is he flying really low to the ground?" No, he's walking. Yeah. But um, Ooh. in this <laughs> issue, there's a boy really excited. Superman's visiting. He made a he made a sign, mm-hmm. but he's also being abused and. His dad throws him in the basement, and he calls up for Superman. Superman hears him and yeah. saves one abused boy. And you know, it's not—I'm not going to joke about it because it's a—it's a horrible subject. But it, but it's again just this this weird tone to the whole story that's just off. Sanctimonious. And actually, Mike Roma, one of our writers, he reviewed Superman Earth One on our website last week, and he totally nailed my fa- my problem with this and Earth One, which is the tone for Superman's all. Superman should—it's too—it's a strange downer tone that yeah. Superman should never be. Mm-hmm. He should never be embroiled in, in this, such a tone. He should be, really he should be hopeful all the time. It's not working. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, X-Men number five, I thought was lots of fun. X-Men number five was, was, I think, my pick of the week. It was, I mean, so we, you know, we got this whole vampire story that Victor Gishler has been telling, and this was kind of like, this was the turn of the tide issue, where, you know, the vampires are descending. <laughs> now we see the turn of the tide. Exactly. Yep. The vampires are descending on Utopia, and they've got their vampire army attacking, they've turned Wolverine. So Cyclops, you know, they put everybody on lockdown, the only people outside of the X-Men are the ones with armor who can't be pierced, who can't, you know, so Colossus and armor and Emma can't be, and bit, yeah. can't be bit. And then Wolverine, you know, then the vampires think they're all badass because they've got Wolverine, they drop Wolverine down in front of them, and Cyclops pulls his ace in the, ace in the hole, where they had nanites inside Wolverine suppressing his healing factor. They turn the nanites off. His healing factor came back. Wolverine goes back to human, and they kick some vampire butt. And it was awesome. I really like that art. Yeah, the art was great. Yeah, but it was like not only was it great, but it was that moment when he turned and you see Wolverine's back on them, and the 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 okay, we got this, and they just tear right through their ranks, and then it you know it ends with Dracula showing back up against the vampires and taking leadership back. I mean, it was just great. It was as I mean, the thing is, it's a typical story. Yeah. You know, like the the heroes are are you know are up against the wall, and something changes, and they. They get the upper hand, and then the you know the leadership falls from within on the villains. But it just works so well, and it was perfect. For me, there was a little bit of unintentional comedy where, right before they turn Wolverine back, he and Cyclops are jawing at each other for like yeah. a page and a half. Yeah. And you turn the page, and you see they're they're like whoa 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 you crumpling up those pages. Did they're you like, see him a minute ago with his cover folded over? Yeah, yeah. I was impressed. They're like six inches apart the whole time. Yeah. Which yeah. I figured if they're jawing like that, they're they gonna they're gonna be falling into blows. Up. But um. Uh, the other thing I thought that was really clever, which is totally all, like just a quick throwaway, whatever, is that they have a priest anoint Iceman to turn him into holy water, and they show him just shooting icicles at, at and the That's vampires. That's awesome! Isn't that great? That's like, awesome! Yeah, totally. That's yeah. one of those ideas yeah. that you pitched your head in the air. I was like, yes, yeah, yes, like that was genius. Doesn't he use the water in the air? 
That's what I thought when after they did that. It's like, oh, great idea, but then he, he doesn't like she doesn't shoot his body. That is he, true. He, yeah. he but let's not let's, let's, use, not let's use the Back to the Future rule. Yeah, <laughs> it works. It was but this good, was great. It was yeah. really really good. So um, similarly, but, Flash number six I thought was a nice wrap up to the. Feels whole like arc. forever since we had an issue, but it was so great to see this story arc wrap up and wrap up so well. Um, yeah. It was Here's just, the thing: if 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 Manipal's not going to draw Flash, he can draw Wonder Woman. Totally. Yeah. I was yeah. like, ooh, look at that Wonder Woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was great. Barry, you know, Barry escapes the the the, the, the renegades, the ro- renegade rogues, and solves the case and gains some respect at work with the with the whole cold case stuff. And, and I think they learned something by making the court scene only last an issue. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I think they have. Um, but yeah, this was great. It was just it was as perfect as can be. I, I, I will say, it. and I I, got, I have to point it out. After I don't know how long it's been delayed, two months, whatever. There was a couple of like major production yes. Uh, yes. problems in this. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't want to be one of those, but you know, you got to get that stuff right. Yeah, there was the, a, there was a letter, lettering error that I've never even seen before, yes. where the, the dummy text was behind yeah, the balloon. Yeah. That sh- that shouldn't have been there. There was a spelling error at one point. And yeah. the thing is, I don't actually see spelling errors that often. Yeah. They catch it. So when in a ma- in a major book when it happens, you're like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, that's I don't yeah. I don't expect to see that. It was weird because that that the it wasn't the it was like the the letterer had laid out the text mm-hmm. and then laid out the word balloon and just and didn't delete the text behind it. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was like a story point. I'm like, oh, what's going on? Someone whispering. Yeah. Something? But then I was like, oh no, it's the same words. And so, yeah. yeah, it was weird. But what are you gonna do? That, there, there was another problem in Batman with Tony Daniel where in the credit box they misspelled writer. They took away the W, so it was R I T E. I don't know if that was a. You know. Was the R backwards? <laughs> <laughs> a judgment on his writing skills or not? There's a couple of just fantastic panels in here. I love yeah. the the, the that, shot, yeah. shot running on the side of the building. Yeah, the, the chase, the chasing the top, the top was great on the on the. The times. spin was one of our panels of the week. I mean, yeah. just this is a gorgeous book. Yeah, it really is. And if it has to come out every two months, that's fine. fine with me. Yeah, it's flashback. Yeah. I like when he fact. says flashbacks. I, I think it's badass when yeah. he does. I don't know why. You know, you know what? It, with this one, I think it became very clear that it's it's Barry and not Wally. Yes. Yeah. And not that it wasn't in the other ones, but this one's like he's different. Yeah. And, and you Barry. can tell, and that's kind of interesting to yeah. me. Um, a real close runner-up for me on pick of the week was actually Avengers number seven, which is the first issue of the next arc, which now like shit got real. Yep. Like, cause so ba- so basically the hood has come back, and we follow the hood trying to find uh, where Atillion was, the Inhuman City. And you don't really know it's the hood. You don't really know what's going on. It was one of those, you know, kind of beginning of the movies, what's happening. And he goes down into the city and he, just, and he finds the Infinity Gem that Black Bolt was holding, the reality gem. And then he proceeds to go to... And then you get some stuff with Thor and Iron Man and Wonder Man, which I... The Wonder Man stuff, I was just like, oh, God, the argue with Wonder Man. But, yeah. but then... Um, Why is Wonder Man the guy they always argue with now? I don't know. Yeah. Because he has that history, so it means something. Yeah. You know, they I can guess. Actually, and he's not used, so they can yeah. also make him... Well, they, they, like, if he's just another friendly guy on the team, there's sort of no point to him, I yeah. guess. Yeah. He's not on the team. He he's thinks, not on the he, team. He, he thinks the Avengers it, are a bad idea. He says, stop before another one of us dies. That's yeah. his whole big point. You need to... Re- I mean, this arc, because, because... So he gets the reality gem, and then he goes to the Fantastic Four... And gets Reed Richards' uh, gem and gets the power gem. But I like how he did that. He had yeah. he basically he's got the reality gem so he can bend reality to his will. Yeah. So he has Mr. Fantastic fall asleep. Yeah, he's like stay yeah. asleep. And he's like open this door and forget yeah. I'm here. And, yeah. Yeah. and then ultimately it culminates with him ending up some you know by misusing the reality gem, ending up in the desert, running into the Red Hulk, which I'm not going to get into. Isn't he on lockdown with Banner and and Commander Steve and Hulk? Depends on the storyline. Yeah, exactly. But he runs into the Red Hulk and whoops his ass. And now we realize that it's. The hood has got two infinity gems, and that's badass. And well, we kn- we know from the uh, the interview we do with Bendis or yep. the press conference is that this is the story. F- this is the next arc. Is yep. the hood's attempt to gather the infinity gems? Yep. And next issue we get more Illuminati, which is going to be awesome. And I, infinity gems, golden. You got I, me. Illuminati, I, I, golden. I, 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 the re- I was going to pick this up because I'd been enjoying the Hulk stuff so much. 
And then, and and obviously, I think I was wrong about it, but I picked it up and I flipped through it, and I flipped to this page of them, everybody in Avengers Tower eating sandwiches. Yeah. And, and I and or I, with the hoagie. Oh, I saw one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine characters standing in one panel across, yep. just talking, and I was like, nope, that's yep. why I didn't like it before. Right. But flipping through the rest of it, obviously, that wasn't what happened. The rest no, of it, the sort Infinity of Jump stuff is totally use. So. No, I mean, when you explained it to me, I was like, that is a good idea. Yeah, it's that's, great. That's plus, plus the whole, the, you know, in that storyline is going to be the unraveling of the Illuminati and them being exposed, and then yeah. what, what's Captain. Steve's reaction to the Illuminati. Yeah. And the Illuminati be. really was one of probably one of my favorite Great. Avengers stories yeah. Of, yeah. Of, so in a long time. Why don't you keep that? Yeah. Yeah. Look at hold that. On, hold gift, on to that. You read gift that. The gift of comics. You read that. So speaking of the gift of comics, um, if you want to help the help the wonderful world of comics uh, sticking around over at iFanboy, you can become a member. iFanboy is member supported. We're here through your support and help, and we thank everybody for becoming a member. Um, if you you know enjoy what we do with the podcast, and if you enjoy what you know what we do here on the website over at ifanboy.com, and you want to have us you know stick around, then becoming a member is the best way to do it. Um, go to ifanboy.com/store, and that's where you can sign up. And at four dollars a month or forty-two dollars a year, um, you get uh, some stickers and some buttons and a comic from our collection. Or for ten bucks a month or hundred bucks a year, you get all that stuff plus a T-shirt. Um, it's a direct way to help iFanboy. Um, if you don't want to become a member, we understand you're going to miss out on the great giveaways. Though we're doing excellent giveaways off next year. We're going to be, you know, in 2011, they're going to be amazing. So you don't want to miss out on that. But you can help if you don't want to be a member. You can buy a Fury Agent shirt in the iFanboy store as well, along with the membership. We have them there. Um, you can go to iFanboy.com/slash/Amazon. The holidays are coming. Start doing your holiday shopping through Amazon. Helps us out in the process. And click on the banners on iFanboy.com. Ultimately, we thank you all for heart, your help. You, we are here because of you and that's very nice the ghost the ghost is a ghost stay out so um, yeah go to ifanboy.com slash store help us out you rock awesomeness other awesomeness is the six gun number six the story of this issue for me was Brian Hurt the art yes. killed on this. Well, I want to like it's. This was my pick of the week, wow. uh, and I've liked a lot of the others. But I thought this was the this is the end of that first arc where it all comes together. A couple of things that are happening now. The Hurt and Bun have been working together for a long time. They did yep. the dam before this, and 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 Bun's had a couple of projects here and there. Um, I feel like this is the one where he's finally like I can now, like as a team, they can finally let loose. And they yep. did this thing where uh, every double everything was not a double page spread it was a double page layout it was right a, double yeah. page layout for yeah. every every two page layout pretty much the whole issue three strips uh, yeah. and those are the kind of things you do once you've established everything and you start to do what you want what I found amazing about it halfway through when I realized that's what I was doing is that mm-hmm. I never for once was lost no it made sense from the, from the first because what out. he learned that yeah. for some reason Brian Bendis hasn't learned or yeah. at least the people that he worked with is that it has to be very clear as soon as you <laughs> flip the page yeah. that you've got a double page spread and, yeah. and the so thing with Bendis and listen we know I love but he does it a lot where he'll do a double page uh, panel splay out and you don't know yeah. and here it was always clear yeah. what it was and that's why I said it was Brian Hart because he delayed yeah no know, totally but, but like yeah. I'm sure from a script standpoint they said this is what we're going to do with this right, issue exactly. and it was really impressive further end of the arc a really good time up of it, I for I love the name Bill John. It's one of my favorite <laughs> character names. Yeah. Great, and then like there's sort of a conclusion of that character's arc, sort of. Yeah. And, and there's this great thing that happens. And, uh, and at this point, like I do feel like I know who the characters are. I yeah. know what's happening. Great setup and more stuff to come. Get really the trade. Issue. Six issues. It's gonna be in the trade. It's gonna be worth it. Pick it up and then jump on board because this is a great one of the best indie titles that are out there. So, DC Universe Legacies number seven. We hit the nineties. Finally. We've come past the Silver Age, past the Bronze Age, to and Doomsday, to Bane, 
to everything Ugh. that is both awful and awesome about comics. And can you expect anybody better than Dan Jurgens to bring us there? No. Yep. Um, Th- their art choices on this book have been great. Yes, yeah. but also he's basically recreating panels from yeah. his, yeah. From his uh, Doomsday. There's a bunch of recreated panels, which is cool. I think that's the yeah. whole point. He's of the not series. just cutting and pasting. He's like, well, what is Yay, bat, bat armor Batman. As, as, bat, as bats, as bats. And Doomsday yeah. and... Uh, Yep. Oof! Just everything that was rough time, but some Brian Baldwin stuff with. Uh, with I love uh, the backup Camelot Five Hundred. Who knew? The Adam goes back yeah. in time to Camelot Five Hundred and, yeah. and, and and saves the day. Yep. And it was Brian oh. Baldwin doing interior pages, which is very rare. Yeah, rare thing. So. Very rare indeed. Cool. Josh, and another Hellboy book this week. Oh. Corbin, oh, double, double this shot was, of evil. Yeah, double shot of evil. It was a double feature. Yeah. It start opens up and there's there's like a bunch of demons or undead watching uh, a movie theater, and then like it goes and it sh- then then you cut to the story starts. And they're just little short stories. Hellboy goes to a small town and they totally got me. It's the stupidest thing. Like, this guy, like, oh, I've been luring people into my house and killing them, but I don't mean to. Like, Come check it out with me, Hellboy. And then he traps Hellboy. I'm like, why didn't, I, why didn't Hellboy see that coming? And why didn't I see that coming? Just these little tiny tales with a great opening and closing. Then the second story was really fun, too, and, and Richard Corbin does it right. This would have been my, my runner-up to pick of the week. I like so that Mignola can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, he can do a mini, he can do a one-shot, he can do whatever. I think, it, I think this one was actually the 50th issue. If yeah. you if you look at it Count that way, together. yeah, yeah. Um, oh man, it should be more than that, shouldn't it? Well, I don't. I, like it, there was trades. when you open up the inside cover, it said fifty. Yeah. Uh, weird. Um, really, it was, it was totally fun yeah. though. So um, Green Lantern number fifty nine for me was perplexing because I felt as if it was better than recent issues, but then I realized that now that Blackest Night is over, there are too many people. There's too many. Just, th- there's too many things going on. I, I yeah. I'm I'm stumbling towards not caring yeah. at all. It's all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like it's it's like really after all that after all that black and white stuff, they should have teared, pared it back down. Just focus on Hal. Yeah. And now like you got all the lanterns, you got the flash yelling Green Lantern, you got now the Indigo Tribe are in. But the thing was is that I enjoyed it and it was good. Um, you know, like I, I actually, love the Barry. I mean, yeah. I saw the covers. Ooh, Barry and Hal, and, yeah. and then it's just like, oh, but there's 18 other people. Exactly, and, just, and they're just standing on a roof talking. Yeah. And it's like much like the Avengers problem, where it's just yeah. yeah. I, I got out a while ago. Yeah. But you know, if it was just Barry and Hal talking, yeah, it would be great. We haven't really had that beyond yeah. Flash Rebirth. That would have mm-hmm. been great. Yeah. But it's all wrapped up in the 14. And I think it's, I liked that story when and, it was yeah. Blackest Night. Yeah, it's maybe time yeah. to move on to another story. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm having a hard time coming to grips with dropping it. In 60 issues. Yeah. No, no, I'm not going to drop it. I'll keep going with it just because I feel I like dropped all the other Green Lantern books. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm done with Emerald Warriors. I'm done with it. I dropped it. It wasn't fun. I yeah. wasn't having fun with it. No, but this this was better than recently. I was like, that's, I saw it. That's it, not. Well, no, 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 it is. But every once in a while, you're going to yeah. have a yeah, bad like, run. I thought the art was, the art was stronger. Yeah, was, I thought, you know, like the story was actually somewhat engaging. The problem is just the overall story is not what I want to read right now. So um, we're back with the well, no, well, Captain sort of. Files. So the Heroic Age villains came out this week, and you, you might remember last month when we totally Jesus. enjoyed the Heroic Age heroes with Steve's peyote trip, and then his <laughs> judgment of the other heroes. As could be predicted, this wasn't let as down. good. Let down. But a little bit let that. You get a full page essay from Steve about the merits of villainy and how he believes in redemption and and all stuff like that. And then he goes through and he analyzes all the various villains out there. No power grid. No oh, really? no judgment. No, no condescension. Really, um, it, it's Steve's recommendation for treatment. And, <laughs> and really, what it boils down to is what I found from reading this is that Steve um, is anti-death penalty. Mm-hmm. He's Kang. He's like, this mass murderer needs to be stopped. We can't put, he should be incarcerated. Like, so he, Steve won't go the whole, the whole distance. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. but Can then, you kill Kang? But then also, he's also very quick to admit that they are in over their head. 
like Galactus Thanos, he's like, we have no way of containing this. We can only hope Reed Richards can do something. <laughs> just like, it's, it's like, like he just, he's very defeatist, and he's also very believing in in, um, in redemption. Past the buck. Yeah, exactly. But um, next month is the X-Men, which I can't wait for. So um, well, if, hoping he, we'll if he doesn't do back. the judging, then it won't be fun, though. Yeah, exactly. And the thing was, a, did you read this whole thing? I, I skipped it's it. It's like a novel. Once, once I got the feeling for it, I Can I, can I, I see the cover? I skipped, this cover's great, Jay Lee. The Jay Lee cover? But, um, and when he used to do comics? But yeah, but it was a, it was a letdown compared to the Heroes 1. Definitely not the seething condescension and the seething you know like even Red Skull he's like he needs to be stopped I recommend therapy it's like Steve it's like can we talk about your feelings wow there's some interesting juggernaut and MODOK on this cover oh yeah MODOK's not even in the issue either I know but look at the huge MODOK arm he usually has little tiny like weirdo arms but look at juggernaut the other weird thing if you notice is that Deadpool is featured on the cover and he's featured in there as a villain and he's also in the hero book too so that's the that's the that's the mythos of Deadpool so, that is the complex character that is Deadpool. Anyway, so those are the books that came out this week. Um, those are the books that we enjoyed. You enjoyed other books as well, and you came to iFanboy.com to write reviews, and that's awesome. So we're going to highlight some reviews. And Headless uh, checks in with uh, one of the strongest books this week as well, Brightest Day number 14. Gave the story a 4 out of 5 and the art a 5 out of 5. And at the time of this uh, recording, less than 1% of you made your pick of the week. And Headless says... Here they finally give the spotlight back to Dead Man and show just how amazing he is and that he does deserve to be included in the rebirth stories with everyone else. The story is great. The entity confronts Boston head-on, showing him that he needs to pick up and quit whining to remember what he learned in his time as Dead Man, the superhero, and how he's how he's how far he's come from Dead Man, the circus performer, and Daredevil. The art is great as well, and in fact, the artist who's been working on Dead Man's stories has been giving him some great facial expressions. I feel that was a good review, Headless, but that underscores how amazing this issue was. Yes. This was easily the best issue of Brightest Day yet, both from a story standpoint, because it ripped my heart out. It was like, it's a wonderful life. Yeah. And the art was killed. It was mostly Ivan Reese. Yeah. And I really like Dead Man. We have I mean, Dead Man is a series. I mean, but it won't. It no, it isn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the problem. But this was this was amazing. This was amazing. We've sort of Ivan Reese sort of fallen off because he went from Black Blackest Night, which everyone's reading, the Brightest Day, which some people are reading, but it's not really a big. He doesn't book. do every issue though, does he? He does a little well, bit. The mix artist. Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. But this issue was mostly him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mostly him. And it was it was fantastic. We we, yeah. we got inside the Dead Man. Dead Man was a was an asshole. Yep. Yeah. Until yeah. it became Dead Man, and he. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like him at all in the flashbacks. Like, no, not at all. Yeah, and we get we get Bruce Wayne. He comes back into the mix here, and uh, they th- Dead Man thinks Bruce is supposed to be the White Lantern. Gives him the ring, and the ring says, "Nope, it's you. It's still you. It's still and, you. Yeah, stop you trying what? to stop trying to pawn off the ring on other people." Yeah. Um, but I like that he's, he's. It's not like they got rid of Batman now. Batman's, Batman remembers Maxwell Lord because he was, yeah, now, quote unquote, dead while that the whole mind wipe happened. So yeah. he's going to get involved with that. So, so a nice little cliffhanger. We need to talk about Max Lord. That was good. But this issue was amazing. It was sure. fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really strong. This, the Brightest Day is... I mean, people don't talk about it, but it's very no, good. It's hit, no, it's hit or miss for me. For me, it's total hit or miss. The Hawkman issue... Well, I the Hawkman know. issues are bad. Well, no, I'm just saying, but that's hit or miss. But I that's mean, how yeah. that's yeah. Like the two was. Yeah. yeah. It depends on the storyline they're following. Yeah. Everybody yeah. but the Hawkman stories, I think, are good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, look, reviewed Batman The Return. You give the story a 5 out of 5, and the art a 5 out of 5, and 0.46 of you made it your pick of the week. The numbers were low because Batman Incorporated had it over 80% total pick. Jeez, that's insane. Hey, look's review says, Morrison's grasp on Bruce is amazing. Even though you can tell he's a changed character, he's still recognizable to the reader. He's the same old Bruce, just with more joy in him. Now onto the art. David Finch was born to draw Batman. Right after seeing that opening two-page spread of Bruce, you can tell that his art was the, has the perfect tone to fit this book. It's dark and edgy with tons of shadows. This issue really helped cement Bruce's new costume and how it should always look. Overall, this issue made me very happy for the future of the Bat books. Just like Bruce, you can tell that Morrison has a big plan, and I can't wait to see what it is. Is this the Finch one? This is the Finch one. And that's why I didn't bother. But um, it's, it, good? it was good. Okay. I, I, I'm coming around to Finch a little. I used to not like him a lot. I liked him when he did his X-Men 
Second Coming one shots. Yeah. I really like those issues, and mm-hmm. I, and he's actually pretty good in terms of a very dark, shadowy yeah. Batman. It doesn't look bad. It's not my favorite kind of thing, but it's he's not, just the side of Jim Lee. But um, this issue was the setup issue for Batman Incorporated. I, I said originally, I had read this first. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that really should have been Batman Incorporated Zero, but really, it, it wasn't because well, I didn't read it, and I didn't feel like I, yeah. I didn't feel like I missed. No, you it. didn't. This is basically Bruce gathering all the troops and saying, here's here's how it's going to be. He gives them all little folders. This your life's going to be like. What I want to see is the scene beforehand where he's collating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, he's got the blade out, and he's yeah, like, yeah. "This one's for Rob." Wait, no, it's Red Robin. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he like gives Stephanie a folder and says, "You got to go to boarding school in England." And she's like, "I don't want to go to boarding school in England." And you know, you've got to do this stuff. And that's he's basically laying out. And I like the final panel, which is kind of him saying. Game on, and this one deals with him fighting a Middle Eastern Batman who is maybe not so good. Oh, interesting. But uh, I, I really liked it. I, I, I think Finch is going to be good. Nice coloring in this one. Yeah, we don't talk about coloring enough, but like books like Hulk and, and oh, yeah. yeah, like it's a huge portion. The coloring it. has been really good this week. But those, what you guys thought of books? So yeah, go to ifanboy.com/comics and do your pull list and rate and review them. Before we go on, real quick, I just like to go the the treatment for Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, recommended long-term incarcer- incarceration in a mental hospital and psychiatric aid, comma. Though I don't think the latter will work. <laughs> <laughs> he is a defeatist. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, like, he is. No, but there's no follow-up to that. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, but I don't think it'll work. <laughs> so why are we doing it? And as a manager, don't you need to? Th- <laughs> uh, oh, man. How did we win the war? No, seriously, he just—he he's so he wasn't quick. there. He's so quick. He didn't follow through. I mean, look at, look, I mean, Kang, Kang, treatment. I find it hard to believe that Kang, who devastated my nation's capital, could ever be reformed. Should we ever recapture this mass murderer, he should be in prison for life. Well, no it's shit. Like, they should all be yeah. in prison for life. It's like, it's like, He's a master of it's time. It's like, grow some balls. It's like, seriously, Red, Red Skull, of all the people, Red Skull, recommend lifelong incarceration. The International Criminal Court is eager to put him on trial, although I fear he would rather enjoy the exposure. <laughs> like Steve, jeez, man, you know who's writing that book? Still, it's all it's all the trade people. It's Michael Hoskin, Chad. I, I don't want to call these people names. I feel bad, but <laughs> this this needed a lot more peyote and judgment and seething judgment. Man, that, that's a, that's a disappointment. <laughs> yeah, in stock trades where you can save up to thirty seven percent off all of your trade paperbacks. You got free shipping and orders over fifty dollars. And over 9,000 trade paperbacks in stock and available for order. You guys might not be aware, this is the in-stock trade warehouse you're sitting in. (laughs) The piles are growing, dude. (laughs) New issues are, new issues, new releases are listed every Wednesday. Order ship within 48 hours when you go to www.instocktrades.com, where you can probably get this month's book of the month. Yes, you can. On discount. Yes, very good discount. Which means it's time for book of the month discussion. It certainly is. we just did two weeks ago. It was an easy... Call this month, uh, Return of the Dapper Men by Jim McCann and Janet Lee. Uh, this week is the first time that most people, most people can buy it, although you could get it at the New York Comic Con uh, back last month, which is when I did. So uh, I read it a little while back. Uh, there's a lot of talk about um, expanding books, expanding comics to to more readers, to all ages, to things like that. And and to be completely honest, this is a way to use the the medium of comics. To expose it to different kinds of people, and and the thing is, this is going to read like a fairy tale book. You can give it to uh, older kids or adults or something like that, and it's really going to work for them. And that's because it's done really well, and it's unlike other things. Uh, this is a if you've been watching our show or listening to it, you've probably seen or heard Jim McCann on here talking about it for a while. <laughs> Insane crazy, not, not too long, but because it, it really did get put together very quickly. It did. I, I seem like it just it just announced it. I feel and, like he just and, told us about well, it. Well, it's been a year now. I mean, like it was San Diego 2009 when mm-hmm. I first heard about it. Yeah. So, yeah. And our, I mean, I remember standing next to him at the Arkea booth when he was talking to Stephen about it, yeah. and that was just a little over a year ago. 2009. Um, Stephen's the editor in chief of of Arkea, and so they they brought it together really rather quickly and. 
Even more impressively, because if, if you see the art, the you know, that came together so well, quickly. Well, the yeah. thing is, is that we have been talking you know, to Jim about this for a while, and we've had him on the show, and we've done Talksplodes and things like that. And so when I got it, I was, I was, I was like, oh, yeah. I hope this is good. Yeah, I was exactly, a little afraid yeah, to read exactly, it. Yeah. You know, it's like, intimidating. Um, and and you know, like probably a quarter of the way through, I was like, oh, there we go. Yeah. That'll be fine. And at the end, you know, I, didn't, I didn't stop. I read the whole thing in one piece. It's difficult to describe... Because it's a bit otherworldly, but it is a, it's a fairy it's a tale. It's a fable. There's a, a world con- called uh, Anarev. Uh, say that, read that backwards. You'll start to get one of the many hidden Easter eggs in yeah. the whole thing. Um, and it starts with like a, you know, long from now in a land known as Anarev. Like that right away tells you that that's, it's a modern fairy tale. And in this world, there are, time has stopped. The, the clocks, Jim said it this way, and it's great. The, the clocks have ticked but never talked. And that's it. Things stopped. And and the the robots control everything above the ground, and they're you know they're just all robots, and then underneath the ground are the only humans that are left, and their kids. But everything is just sort of stalled, and it's just life isn't moving forward at all. It's just there, and there's sort of these two characters, Aiden and Zoe, and and they're like something's different about them, and something's going on, and then see the world differently. Yeah, the, yeah. but but people. And Aiden's a human, and Zoe's a robot. And and yep. ne'er the tween shall meet normally. Exactly, yep. uh, and then you know the, they look up to the skies because they they hear a, a talk, and the and the dapper men. Uh, these 314 well dressed bowler hat women. Well, that double page shot of them, of them all descending. there. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Great design. I mean, like that. That's the. That's. The, we'll get into the art in a second. But yeah. So the dapper men come down and they start putting the world right and they start making the clock talk, tick and talk and t- make time move forward and they start fixing the world and you know and the kids come up from the underground and realize what's going on and they figure out how to live with the robots and and I don't want to go any further from there because I, don't. I think you need to read it and take for and it's the great thing is that you take the meaning for yourself and that's what a good story or a good fairy tale does and depending on your yeah. age experience point of view you're going to get different things out of the yeah. the metaphors in this in yeah. this book it's just a lot of and like I said he's got other easter eggs in there he's got little things it's very well thought out um, and I just, I just really enjoyed it. It was something different. I really, this is probably going to be some sort of animated feature at some point, someday. Yeah. I, I have no doubt. I would in my be mind. Full, 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 like full feature, full yeah. people too. Um, and I don't, well, I'm yeah. animated in the best possible way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it definitely lends itself to animation because of the look and feel, and that's where we get into mm-hmm. the art. Janet Lee is a commercial artist. I mean, like she's an artist. Like not, you know, this is her first comic work, sequential work. And we featured it on the video show. You can see how she works. She would draw the pages and the characters, and then cut them out, and then mount them on wood. wood and which then, she had painted with like house paint. Yeah, and then and then layer in these amazing decoupage kind of backgrounds, and like and that's what the pa- original art pages are. And planks I, of wood. We've which is seen them. We saw them yeah. at, and, and, and held Comic-Con, them. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, to exactly. see them up close, yeah. they're actually yeah. even more impressive. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that actually stuck out to me that I was like, oh. All this color is real. Yeah, this color actually happened. Uh, one of the other things going on is this is our first uh, sequential work, and uh, you'll see a little progression in this. In the beginning, she's very fancy. I think yep. maybe too fancy for her own good. Uh, on a couple of things, it gets a little like like overly done, and then pretty soon she figures out how to make pages work. Yeah, and she gets the grid. And it actually gets a little more straightforward, but the storytelling gets clear. And for me, like reading that as, as a from a process point, it's neat. It's yeah. neat to see it. Yeah. It's like in that she's getting the hang of it, and as 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 her momentum gets going, the story gets going. Um, it's it's just a lot of fun to read. This is one of those things that it's going to make a great gift. Yeah. Uh, it's a big, beautiful book. There's the pages are like a square format. It's hardcover. Um, 
and the and the hardcover uh, the hardcover version like the the, the the sneak preview at New York Comic Con the one that came out has the cloth binding and the paper stock is a thicker matte paper mm-hmm. and it's got the smell and of course it's got a ribbon which is the sign of a good book <laughs> and it really is a whole experience it's just kind of like the, it it this you know this this book you know needs to be held and experienced and you need to pour into every page and it just it, you know it totally is is just wonderful it's just it's total total escapist modern fairy tale that's the best way to describe it and you know and, and just and with a great message and it just it works it totally and works. from a from an execution standpoint it's just impressive it's, it's concept uh, idea execution yeah and it, it all worked and came together in the end in, in a way that I think I think is going to be very successful yep. and I'm glad for that yeah. I think this is a good example of and you know maybe regular comic fans this sort of uh, Marvel DC buyers maybe they're maybe this isn't going to be their thing maybe they're not going to buy a lot no, of this it. is the bookstore market I mean this yeah. is this is the I mean this and, is, and yeah. I'm fine with that yeah exactly I mean, there's uh, going to be a portion of them that readership the normal direct market readership that'll enjoy it but well, it's mostly for people who go buy Barnes and Noble yeah and, I mean I, I we strongly recommend it to everyone listening mm-hmm. you know you won't go wrong with it it's you know might you know it's not superheroes and it's not fighting and all that well there's some fighting but more arguing but um <laughs> You know, but it definitely. It def- I defy someone to say comics. this is bad. Yeah, it's com- but it's comics. Like yeah, that's exactly. that's my my point. Being yeah. like, at the end of the day, this is comics as much as anything else. Yep. And it uses the form in in a different way to tell a different kind of story. Another example of how, of how great the medium can be done. Yes. Yes. Um, really. Very Brazil at some point. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, so. he, uh, Jim uses the term steampunk a lot. I just yeah. don't tend to use it. Well, but obviously I think it's because there. they're gears. I mean, because I think that's an easy way to connect with what it is. Mm-hmm. But that's why I think like more Terry Gilliam than steampunk. I can see that. Yeah. I can see. That, but would like that fairy tale. You can, yeah, yeah. So and now, now, quick note though. You know, because you know, it's because of the way the whole industry works and stuff like that. Your comic book store might not have gotten this because they might not know what to do with it and didn't order. In fact, most likely they didn't. Most get likely, it. yeah. So I would say go to Amazon, order on Amazon, go to Barnes and Noble, get it through there, get it through in stock trades. You know, but get it. You know, yeah. or go to your comic book store and tell them you want it and have them order it. Yeah. Um, the first printing sold out in 24 hours. They're going to do a second printing. It's going to be back really soon, so you can get it. There's a great Josh is flipping through it now. There's a great whole section at the back where they're going through the Janet's process with the art um, and how she works, so you can really see how it's done. Um, yeah, it's just it's great. So and there are all these great pinups in the back with Scott the pinups Young are and Katie Cook and David Mack and just like oh, it's Mark, great. M- Mike Perkins, Mike Adrian Perkins, Al- yeah, Alfana. Great stuff. So look at um, that. Yeah, so definitely get it. So from Arkea, you can go to ifanboy.com and read Josh's review of it. And there's a link there to buy it on Amazon. Go trust us. Go buy it. Give it for Christmas. It's awesome. All right. We have a very timely email to yes. answer this week. You ready? Steve from Seattle, who's true stranger on the website, says, Kind of bummed with all the canceled books going on. I really enjoyed Nova and Guardians of the Galaxy, and now it's very obvious they're not coming back anytime soon. Also, I'm a huge fan of Chris Samney's art and just heard that Thor of the Mighty Avengers canceled, and I was looking forward to reading it. Yes, looking forward. I read in trades. I like reading my comics that way, and I feel like I get more bang for my buck. Also, I don't really want to buy most series twice. So my question is this. Do Marvel and DC consider trade sales before canceling a series, or do they only take single-issue sales into account? Other aspect of the question. Do indie publishers only collect a series if the single-issue sales are good, or only if the author is popular? P.S. Obviously, they didn't in this case of the Thor Mighty Avenger, but they don't they consider trades a valid way of making money? Oh, the challenge. It's, complex. it's a complex question. Complex issue. It's not an easy answer for this. Cash flow depends on issues. I mean that, that that's the thing the way the way but that's also that's not, that's, that's not the simple answer either it's, it's, yeah no I mean uh, the, well, the, uh, for some for some companies yeah for, uh, for some divisions of some companies yeah that's what I mean yeah. it's, it's, that's why it's not a simple answer it's different uh, for every I mean clearly if you're looking at the way that, that Marvel handled Thor the Mighty Avenger uh, they were going on issues and they were saying this is a bellwether for what the trades are going to do and we're probably not going to make our money on that and it's important to understand listen we all love Thor the Mighty Avenger we totally yeah. did the numbers sucked 
Yeah. Uh, that is plain and simple. 10,000 10, ten thousand per. You know, the themselves. first issue, which is always going to be the one that sells the most, did something like twenty. No. Twenty is not enough. Yeah, for for Marvel and DC, the cutoff for everyone knows from what we what we've been able to tell is somewhere between twenty and thirty, depending on the book. Like a, a book, it's more like more than likely thirty thousand sales mm-hmm. per week per month per issue. But there could be some exceptions where there's a creative team or something's going on where they can deal with twenty four. You're gonna like and you're gonna see that that, that raise that ceiling yeah. is gonna raise. Up. Yeah, and anything under twenty, Marvel and DC is not. It, it doesn't make sense. And and the thing is, is that. You know, and whether Josh is right or wrong, we don't know because we don't. We're not into the sales no. meetings, things like that. Whether they're seeing issue sales as a bellwether for trade sales, who knows? But the way it works is that you've got a writer and an artist who are working on a page rate who need to get paid every month in order to do a book. That's why they do it in issue format as opposed to let's just do a trade's worth and release that trade because it takes six months to do that trade and uh, they need to have money coming in to pay a, them. A larger yeah. upfront commitment. Exactly, exactly. And that's where that's where you run into a problem with the indies, like in, mainly with Image, which is more of a creator kind of focused you know, type thing where a lot of times those creators are working without getting paid. It's until, always yeah. you know, on spec to a certain... Image yeah. does not pay... Well, no. That, the, well, the thing, you know, it, it's up to the creator. So, like, in a, it, you can have a scenario, like, a, like let's say there's a very popular book that we're all raving about in this past year at Image, where the writer paid the artist up front because he wanted to get it out because he believed exactly, exactly, but, exactly. But, but, but Image doesn't pay them. Right, Image doesn't. The so you can make, to, yeah, yeah. but that's a huge risk on exactly. the part of the creators because exactly. you do not, especially when you're talking about, uh, I mean, if you, uh, an, an indie book, basically, non non Marvel DC. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's always different, but. I mean, so this is one of those things where, like, you could, I mean, a lot of people are like, screw you, Marvel. This isn't Marvel's fault, necessarily. Well, I think everyone's I think it, culpable. No. Everybody's culpable. No, no, here's the thing. The people who bought the book aren't culpable. Although, although actually, no. And, then, and we're going to get into an argument because this is, this is a hot topic amongst the three of us, which I know. But the people who bought the issue in a big picture aren't culpable. If no, they're you not. Didn't, they're if, not. No, if you didn't order it three months out, then you are culpable. Because the pro- the problem is whether we like it or not, this comic industry now and in the direct market we're talking lives and breathes by the solicitations and previews and the three month orders. That's what they're basing the future on. So the thing is, is that if you hurt, hurt and I'm I'm to blame for this because I didn't advance order Thor Mighty Avenger because I came on late because I heard all the buzz. Well, we so also live so, in a place where we don't have to. Right? Yeah. No. But 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 I'm just saying in this particular case, I knew it was coming. I knew I like Somni. I still didn't order it three months out. Do you ever pre order anything? Yeah, no, I do. Well, yeah, really. Uh, yeah, I have, I, have issue, I, I, I go to the store. I have my pull list. Mm-hmm. These are the ones I'm saying. So every time previews comes out, order me those issues that I want. You know, and you then, do that. I have to because I'm subscribed. See, I mean, I, to yeah. be fair, yeah. I don't live in a place where I have to do that. Right. And I'm, yeah. I'm lucky in that. So I can, I can tell so you. The, so the thing is, if we really want to be honest about the current state, you are part of the problem. I, no, because no, the, yeah, the system is screwed up. No, no, no yes, the, yes, the system is screwed up, but that is the system. No, but if, and, you're, if you're working to change it, then working within a bad system doesn't help. Right. But the, the, system. the thing is, is that unless you are Unless you are going to your comic book store owner, and before the cutoff deadline, three months out. So, like, where are we? We're in November right now. So it is Fe- January. No, February's orders. Right. So right now, previews is out, and you should be going to your your you should as much as I hate it, you should be going to your your retailer and saying, I want these books in February. So he pre-orders them because that's what the that's what the publishers are using. But, no, but that's no, that's operating a broken system. That's no, but stupid. Connor, but that's the problem. But that's yeah, exactly. the system. But that's, that's but that's the, the, right. the, the, that's you giving up right. things to the system. The thing is, right. if I lived somewhere with yeah. a little comic shop who didn't do that, I would probably do that, but I don't right. have to. Right. So it's a, I mean, to me, I know that the shops in Manhattan are going to get it. Right. So right. I don't need it's, to do it's, that. It's the rest of the shop. I mean, you're lucky because you have right. stuff in a place that and I, and get it. Yeah. I have no I haven't I've never lived yeah. in a place where I had to do that right but, and, the, and the thing is that I, I shop in one of the one of the pinnacle stores in, mm-hmm. in the country and he has cho- pulled down on what he orders oh really yeah really and to the times where they're having books I've been able to get you know, like for example, like like artifacts from Top Cat. Like I didn't start ordering that in advance, and you know, so I had to go other well, means because I could. You know, but but what I'm saying is, is that you know, like 
unless they're ordering out there because the problem is then what happens is that even if there's a ton of and, and even if there's a ton of buzz for the book the week before it comes out mm-hmm. the orders have already happened and so if your retailer then goes and orders it for you a week out there might not be enough issues printed yeah but that yeah, would right. also that would if there aren't right. that that means right. they can release a reprint uh, press release so right yeah, yeah that does happen right. sometimes, sometimes uh, but and it happens with image books i yeah, think more yeah. than anything um this the other thing that this whole thor thing brought up that i thought was interesting is the idea of the trade waiters versus i think we're seeing a tipping point more and more people yep. are waiting for trades yep. which is interesting because as a consumer you know my my point is if they're going to offer different kind you should they buy should the one it. you want yep. Yep. and not feel bad about it and i still do believe that but you are taking a, a oh, risk, yeah, you're, yeah, and, and, right. and it's. But at the it's, same time, it's like what Connor said. Like that's kind of the system, and I'm like, well. But the thing, the thing is that you not participating in the system isn't going to fix it. And as much as, and don't get me wrong, I hate it. That's too. how you. That's how you change things by not right. participating. In them. Right, right. But this isn't political upheaval. This that's is re, this is capitalism. It's this the same is, thing. This is the pro- if you don't buy a product, yeah. right. then they, they have to change. But that, that's how you. But that's how you nose off to spite the face. And yeah, but eventually I mean, they're like, oh, so, this isn't selling. Maybe we need to do it a different. Right. Part. Yeah. Eventually, and that's eventually they'll be like, we're not selling any issues. And the and the problem with it is, is that is so. So on one hand, it's the people to blame are the people who didn't advance order. The other people to blame are to a certain degree the publisher because with five or six. Thor titles out. The retailers don't know what to order. They go and to the they, you know, and so they, so they're going to go with the one, go with, the one that matters. They just want to seem out of co- co- continuity. It looks a little different. It's a little weird. And then further from there, it's the retailer's fault. It's the publisher's fault for not working with the retailers to explain what the stuff is adequately. And then it's the retailer's fault for not investigating. A lot of you know, want to say you know, there are a lot of comic book stores out there, and we know the good ones. We go to the good ones, but there are a lot of bad ones out there, mm-hmm. and a lot of really lazy store owners who they model their ordering off of. Well, this book is like like you know, for, like we know a lot about Hawkeye Mockingbird from talking to Jim uh, Jim McCann and stuff like that. A lot of retailers base their ordering off Hawkeye Mockingbird on how Green Arrow sold. Yeah, that's. Dumb. Dumb. It's because it's yeah. a character with an arrow, you know. But like, you know. But th- that's how some of these retailers work. And the, even my uh, store hid you know, Thor with the kids' books. Exactly. So the pro- So if you want to know who's to blame for Thor: The Mighty Avengers, the people who didn't order in advance, it's the publishers and it's the retailers. Those are the people who should take responsibility for it. You know, and that's the problem. And and that and that's the problem with the entire industry. We're going to see this more and more and more as you look at those sales numbers. They're going down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think because the market's changing. Yeah. The other thing that I think is happening from from Marvel and DC is, especially at DC, well, at Marvel, they're both in a new uh, spotlight yeah. uh, for their corporate overlords. Yeah, and and that's true too. Yeah. You are we, seeing, We've already heard that Marvel yeah. says they're going to cut their line. Yeah, they're going and, to. And and you're seeing and it, rumbles in DC. The yeah. same thing. You know, because so. as you, clearly anybody you've noticed the changes that has happened at DC, like mm-hmm. they're looking at them now. Well, that's what we joked. We joked like Dead Man's great. Dead Man is a series, and we know it, a no. it's not going to happen. Even did happen, it wouldn't be more than five issues. If people wouldn't buy it, retailers wouldn't order it. Right. End of story. Exactly. And, and, and quality has, we've learned, quality has nothing to do with right. it. It's the, the sad thing about, in the future of comics, with the exception of Dark Horse and Image and IDW, the future of Marvel and DC is you're going to see a lot of Avengers, a lot of Captain America, a lot of X-Men, a lot of Thor, a lot of Superman, a lot of Batman, a lot of Green Lantern. A little less and that, Thor. And that, yeah. And, well, no, with the movie, who, who knows? But, I know, but. But, and Green Lantern and Batman, and that's it. And you're, what you're going to see is you're going to see like five or six titles of those characters and you're never going to see another Doom Patrol. You're never going to see a Dead Man. You're never going to see. If you, but you know, if you do, it's not going to be an ongoing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you've actually Good seen news. recently stuff. Marvel. That, that got tra- Marvel. She Hulk's was going to be an ongoing. Yeah. Which, by the way, would have never. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. nothing to do with the creative team. I'm not. Yeah. You know. Well, no. But look, look, look. We've seen what happens. So She Hulk's going to be an ongoing. Now it's not. Down to three um, issues. So after Widowmaker, Hawkeye's going to a four issue miniseries. Yep. Um, the Punisher. After Frankencastle, they made Punisher. Now that's a four issue miniseries. Like 
Marvel's moving towards the Hellboy model. Mignola yeah. set the tone yeah, for exactly. everything. Yeah, so. What's funny is that people talk about the Hellboy model as a series of minis. The thing is... They're, they're on the go. It is. Yeah, it comes yeah. out every month yeah. on the dot. No, but the point is, every, but every month is a new number one. Yeah, I know. Exactly. That's the other thing, too. Yeah. That's the only yeah. important thing about the other, other than the Other than, the, other than the, the, the established Superman, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, nobody cares about issue number 130 or whatever. We're, you know, see, like, we're definitely seeing a sea change, though. Yeah, exactly. I think... Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and this and is a it, moment. This is a moment to remember. Yeah. This is a time, though. It's it's you know it's, it's time to be proactive about it. Yeah. You know, within reason. I mean, the thing is, you know, history's shown us that there's not going to be much you can do about these these mid list titles. Yeah, we're going to be hurting. Yeah, uh, sad. So, wow, long long answer. There you go. But um, sad. Yeah, I haven't seen a reaction like this across the oh. spectrum. Of well, no, but, but here's, I've been thinking about it. But here's the problem: the reaction like this is amongst, and I and it sounds obnoxious to say, but it's amongst us in the know. The, the reaction across Twitter and stuff like that, the hundreds, maybe low thousands people, not, I don't even think, I think the hundreds of people, mm-hmm. okay? 10,000 people, 10,000 issues, 10,000 orders of that book went. There were, you know, Needed to be 30, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the problem is, is that I don't know, and we do a website, it's part of our response, I don't know how to get to that 20,000 people that are more who aren't in the know like we are. Like the thing is, is that it's a critical hit that all of us bloggers and all of us media types and, and all, all of us creators know and... know about it. But that is it's such a bubble. Like we are in such a bubble within comics that that and Thor Man Avenger made me realize that where like there there is a bubble of what's going on. And yes, we're doing a little tastemaker and we're making recommendations. But even then, we're talking to a bubble. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can actually you can make a you can make a dent. We can make a sizable dent. But you're you're going to feel it more on something like an image title or something yeah, than exactly. you are going to move the, the the mighty Marvel or DC shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, pro- the problem is that you know Marvel needs to get those comics in the DC store. This is almost and the like the Disney store and, and Walmart and stuff like that. I mean, that's what has to happen. This is yeah. almost like the Katzenberg memo era yeah. of comics. Yeah. I mean, like they're going to be like, no, just blockbusters. Formula yeah. this, you know, Captain America, Hulk on a cover. It's, it's, it's the whole event scenario. Mm-hmm. Everyone claims to hate events, but they, don't, they all buy them, and they don't yeah. buy anything else when they're not events. Yeah. It's crazy. So it's the you know what what Ron said. The only the blockbusters. Well, it's only going to be event driven. Yep. I think I think they're going to have to get back to the event driven books because they've we've seen the yeah. numbers. This well, they, yeah. This year this year they dipped from the events and, and everything. Sales yeah. were in the toilet. So, anyway. So you know what the difference is? What? It's what people say they want isn't what they actually want. Well, yeah, Deadpool. Nobody wants Deadpool according to our our bubble, but it sells better than anything. It sells better than Throw the Money Vendor. Why? I don't know. Because of people say they want. You know what? You know honestly. You know who's the smartest guy in comics? Rob Liefeld. <laughs> Absolutely. There you go. Yeah. So, um, but great question, Steve. And we're sorry. We're we're mourning with you as well. Um, if you have a question uh, about anything, the industry or whatever, email us at contact at ifanboy.com. And we will make our guesses. Yes. We're gonna skip the voicemail because we went long on that email question, but it was yep. fine. It was a good discussion. Um, we have a don't miss show every Monday. Uh, supposedly, sometimes. yeah. Sometimes it gets a little tough during the holidays as they come up, but we are always chasing down creators to talk to you on, on iFanboy Don't Miss. It's Us- not our fault. Yeah, exactly. Usually every Monday. Um, we missed last week. We're working on this week. Um, but Thanksgiving might get in the way. But yeah, we'll get there. So uh, subscribe to iFanboy Don't Miss. When it comes out, it is worth listening to. So um, And if in lieu of uh, Don't Miss, you can, you can listen to A Taste of Comics, which had a new issue. Had a new, issue, had a new episode come out this past Thursday. Uh, C.B. Sabolsky from Marvel. Philip uh, Sablik from Top Cow. Russ Cundiff. From Divide Pictures and myself <laughs> talking about uh, Eaton at the New York Comic Con and other great comics, and we've got another episode coming out. We right talked about meat on a stick. Meat on a stick. Meat on a stick. No, I talked about the the uh, Italian restaurant. Yeah, I saw the, that. Yeah, the uh, Casa di the, the Isaac. I didn't talk about the steak six. I talked about the, the fact that he brought steak into it, but I didn't go into that detail. The steak of six. The steak six. But anyway, um, no one knows what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Six of us do. <laughs> That's all that matters. Um, 
<laughs> and so uh, next week we'll have another episode as well where we talk about Thanksgiving. So you definitely want to take a listen to that. So, and you can find that all at ifanboy.com where you can also read Connor's Pick of the Week review as well as all the other great discussions and Josh's articles book of the month review. and posts and things like that. And Josh's Book of the Month review is there. Um, you can get it all there. Great stuff. Um, go to ifanboy.com slash about to find out all the links to social networks. Find, find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash ifanboy. we got a video show that comes out every Wednesday. Uh, this past week, uh, Connor and Josh had a very special, awesome episode about the Joker where they got to talk to comic book legend Jerry Robinson at the DC offices, which was really kind of awesome. Um, so, he he yeah. speaks softly. He does. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and next week, we're, we're looking at the phenomenon of The Walking Dead. So, yeah, yeah, I hope so. so. <laughs> Send us an email, contact at ifanboy.com. Call our voicemail on 888-FANBOYS, 326-2697. Tell us where you're from. Keep it rather short. And uh, send those in. We like talking. We like the voicemails. Yes. Uh, if you want to pre-order our show, the best way to do it is to uh, leave, leave reviews on iTunes for, for the show, for the Don't Miss show, for the video show, for all of those things. Let people know about it. The more, I, you may look and go, there's a lot of reviews there, you don't need mine. The more ratings and reviews, the better. Get the involved, more, yep. The more, that, that's one way to do it. Another way is you see something you like, tweet about it, put it on Facebook, uh, tell people about it in the shop. If you think somebody will like the show, let people know about it. We, you are our market, marketing system. You are the guys who keep us alive, not only through becoming members and stuff like that, but by telling people about the show. And, and, and that word of mouth is crucial to us in an ongoing fashion. So uh, it's something we really appreciate that all of yep. you guys have been doing. And, and please keep doing it because uh, you, you make the, the motor turn and we, will, uh, we appreciate that. So thank Awesomeness. you. Yes, thank you. So excellent. So, um, and this is the uh, Thanksgiving is this coming week. So we this is the last. This is the last episode. In the in the United States, we want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the holiday. Read some comics on a long weekend. Um, I, don't relax know, a I don't know how that's going to affect the next episode. What do you mean? Well, let's not talk about it now. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll talk about it off the air. So, so until next time, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. I am Joshua Flanagan, Esquire. Love doesn't know anything.